Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show. Happy to be with you this week. A little bit of a late drop, and that's really because I had an off day. So I was enjoying a lot of rest, a lot of sleep, had just a Wednesday off. So that's why it's a late drop. No other reason. And maybe I'll crack a white claw in the middle of this. Who knows? Just, you know, having one relaxing summer day here in August. And hopefully you're having a relaxing day as well. Hopefully it's been a great week so far. And there's a lot to get into this week. But before we do that, little house cleaning right here. Remember, you can like us, Thrill Me Podcast Network. That's the main overall network for this show, the Mr. Wonderful Show, for... Tombstone Josh and the Metal Groove for the Review at Rob show on Tuesdays, which I'm sure Review at Rob is going to get to a, a lot of what I'm going to be getting to here in a minute as well. So if you want to get his take on the DC situation, I'm sure he's got some thoughts for you. And then, of course, Domi Podcast Network also presents Improper Guidance from Zach uh, and Zach Speakeasy as well, and Haunter's Podcast. So, so many shows, and all you got to do is go like the Thrill Me Podcast Network Facebook page to be up to date on all of them. Find us on Instagram, TikTok as well, and you're up to date. YouTube channel, all the socials, but Twitter. All right, let's get into it. As I mentioned, there is uh, a bit of DC news, and really, it's some big news that broke yesterday. On Tuesday, August 2nd, we found out that Batgirl, the feature film adaptation of the DC comic character, has been killed at Warner Brothers. Uh, It's not going to premiere on any platform at the studio, so neither theater nor on HBO Max or sold off to Netflix or Peacock or any other distributor. Uh, The production was starring Leslie Grace as Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl. It was directed by Bad Boys for Life and Miss Marvel filmmakers uh, Adil El Arby and Bilal Falah. I hope I pronounced their names correctly. Uh, And it was greenlit back in 2021 as part of a company-wide effort at Warner Brothers. They were looking to create feature films specifically for HBO Max, but the new corporate regime at Warner Brothers Discovery after the merger has said that they've pivoted the company's priorities back to theatrical features, leaving Batgirl without a proper home. Also on the chopping block is Scoob Holiday Haunt, a follow-up to the 2020 film Scoob. That's been shelved by the studio. Footage for the animated adaptation of the Scooby-Doo series was showcased in a sizzle reel for HBO Max back in December 2021. Sources indicate that the production had cost Warner Brothers $40 million. Uh, Studio insiders insist that the decision to axe Batgirl was not driven by the quality of the film or the commitment of the filmmakers, but by the desire for the studio's slate of DC features to be at a blockbuster scale 
Batgirl was budgeted to screen in homes on HBO Max and not for a major global release in theaters. The initial $75 million production budget for the project, which finished principal photography earlier this year and was in post-production, reached $90 million due in part to COVID-related delays and protocols. The decision still comes as a shock as studios almost never shelve productions outright, preferring to get at least some return on their investment. This also comes as Warner Brothers is still contending with what to do about the Flash film, the DC adaptation created and budgeted specifically for theaters in 2023, but the film has been utterly hamstrung by the fact that Ezra Miller is pretty much hiding from the cops now. Uh, And it's not like Batgirl was a small movie either. Along with Grace, J.K. Simmons was going to play Barbara's father, Commissioner Jim Gordon. Michael Keaton reprised his role as Batman, as he also does in The Flash. Brendan Fraser plays the villain, Firefly. And back in April, Grace talked about how she had preliminary discussions with the directors about what a sequel could be. So... I'm at a loss for words here at what's going on at Warner Brothers with DC. I mean, every time it seems like DC takes a step forward, they do something to take five steps backwards. I I don't get it at this point, and I don't understand how you have this film. It's ready to go, and really you are just not going to show it. And you could sit here and say it's not because of what the film is or any of that. It's It all sounds like excuses to me. I cannot wrap my head around what possibly makes them say, hey, we're just going to shift this to a theater release. Here's a movie going to theaters because fans have wanted this. We've been excited for this. There is a clamoring for this. And you have a cast that we're very interested in. Is this, could this be because there's something else going on? Are they starting to shift away from, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really at a loss for words on this one because you filmed the movie. It's practically ready to be released to the world. And you have decided that, nope, we're just, nope. It's not going anywhere. We're sticking this in our vault. We're not going to let anybody see it. Sorry, not sorry. Move along, everybody. You want to see Keaton as Batman? He'll be in the flat. And, like, that's the other thing, too. This is... I hate to make it about this, but... You have just shelved Batgirl, which is a film coming out that has had... Nothing attached to it as far as drama, as far as controversy, any of that. Maybe the small crowd that's mad because it's a little more of a diverse uh, casting than they wished for Batgirl and stuff like that. Who gives a crap? That's such a small crowd. Overall, this has been a very quiet production, very much of a, hey... Here's, I think the worst part that happened with this production was the Josh Whedon stuff. And that was so long ago that it really isn't a thing. So you're shelving this, but we're still moving forward with the Flash film in theaters. Uh, 
and again, you could try and justify it with, well, we budgeted one for this and one for that. That doesn't change the quality of the film. How many movies get released with a low budget and are still, it's still a movie, goddammit. Like, what the hell do you mean it's not, it wasn't made for theaters? It's a fucking movie. Pardon my French, but that's what it is. It can be released in theaters. It can be released on streaming. I, I don't know. I, this makes no sense. I'm very, uh, once again, flabbergasted by DC and Warner Brothers and what's happening over there. And I know I saw people saying it's time for Warner Brothers to just sell DC to another studio. And that they're never going to do that. Like, don't be stupid. It's never going to happen. It makes too much money for them, but it really is frustrating that they seem to never know what they're doing over there. You tell us we're getting standalone films. Here's a standalone Batgirl film. People are excited for it. And then you turn around and you go, well, we're not releasing it on our platform anymore because we're shifting back to theaters. And remember, these were the same assholes that were like, day and date release, day and date release, day and date release. We've got our platform. Want to see our movies? Well, you don't have to go see them in theaters because you can see them on our platform. And now you all of a sudden give a crap about the theaters again? No, 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 no. I know it's a new merger. I know it's new bosses, new people in charge now, but no. No, it doesn't get to be that. And if you did care, then release the fucking movie to theaters. Again, pardon my French. Probably the most cuss words I've dropped ever in one of these episodes. And that's it. That's where I leave it. But I'm a little, I'm just frustrated at it because I was excited for this movie. I I like this cast. I was curious what this film is. I was curious where this would take DC, where... And like they talked about, like Leslie Grace and the filmmakers talked about, where a potential sequel could go because this is a, this is the beginning of a franchise. This would have been the beginning of a Batgirl trilogy or something. There, it's always the bigger picture when it comes to these IPs and it comes to these comic books. You're not getting a one and done. I mean, hell, even Joker with Joaquin Phoenix was supposed to be a one and done. Here they are. He's making like $15 million compared to the bare minimum he took. He took the Jonah Hill deal to be in a Scorsese film to do the Joker. He just took the bare minimum that they had to pay him. And now he's coming back for $15 million to do a sequel. That's There's always with these comic book films, you're always going to get sequels if the product is good. And I really, everything that was indicated, this was going to be a good film. And this was going to be an enjoyable movie. But here we are, once again, trying to figure out what's happening with the DC Brain Trust at Warner Brothers, the people in charge there, and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like there's really anything... I don't know. I I really don't know what to think right now. It's just such a cluster over there, and... I think this is why Marvel gets such a pass sometimes because I haven't really enjoyed a lot of Marvel Phase 4 so far. I've enjoyed more of the TV show stuff than I have, like, the movie stuff. So, like, I don't know. Marvel feels like they're just kind of getting by at this point because DC is just 
constantly stepping on their own foot. You know, they're running forward and then they trip and fall over themselves. Nobody's there. They just did it to themselves. And here we are again, a movie that is literally just about ready to be released and unleashed on the world. And, you know, and, and maybe the movie is bad. Maybe that is why they scrapped it. Maybe they're lying when they say, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that that these filmmakers, uh, the, the Minds Behind Bad Boys for Life, which was a really good movie, a really good movie. If you haven't seen Bad Boys for Life, I really recommend it. And Miss Marvel, which was a fabulous television. So again, like I said, I've enjoyed the Marvel TV series more than I have the theater go of Phase 4 so far. So there's no way that, in my opinion, these filmmakers that understand action and understand comic book did not make a good Batgirl movie. And again, this cast is fabulous. And we're now robbed... Uh, you know, I, I'm i not going to say we're robbed of seeing Keaton as Batman. We'll be robbed of Keaton as Batman if they pull the Flash film. But we're going to get to see Keaton play Batman again. But we got robbed of Brendan Fraser as the villain, Firefly. We got robbed of Brendan Fraser in a DC film as the villain. That is not fair. That alone should cause about hashtags and and save the Batgirl movie because we should it it's it's mind-blowing that this happened and I'm I man I'm really I'm upset clearly I'm upset some other things that make me a little upset reboots are in the works uh and actually the first one we're going to talk about Jake Gyllenhaal is set to star in a remake of Roadhouse, which is being produced to stream on Amazon Prime. The original Patrick Swayze film came out in 1989. Swayze's a bouncer, has to clean up a rowdy bar. In the new version, Jake's going to play a former UFC fighter who takes a job as a bouncer at a rough and tumble roadhouse in the Florida Keys, soon discovers that not everything is what it seems. Too soon to say when it might premiere, but... Here we go. Roadhouse coming with Jake Gyllenhaal. This is something I'm kind of into, actually. Uh, I, I, I like Gyllenhaal. He's played a boxer before, so make him a UFC fighter. Roadhouse is not something that I'm gatekeeping for, where I'm like, good golly, this is... This has to... No, nobody could touch Roadhouse. It's not Dirty Dancing, Okay. It's not Ghost. It's not that Swayze classic. Like, this is a Swayze classic because how just metal Roadhouse is. It's such a cool film. Not to mention Sam Elliott and his mustache. So, as long as you team Jake Gyllenhaal up with somebody that's equally as cool as Sam Elliott, like, well, screw it, man. Just get Sam Elliott. <laughs> Bring him back. Just make him a different character, right? We do that all the time at Reboots. But, you know, get somebody like a Sam Elliott, put somebody in a mustache, get him in a mustache, and, you know, have them play like his mentor or whatever down there, like his buddy down there, and all good. I'm in. I like it. I'll watch it. Uh, another reboot in the works, Selena Gomez producing one of the 80s comedy Working Girl. The original came out in 1988. Starred Melanie Griffith, uh, Sigourney Weaver, Joan Cusack, and Harrison Ford. 
The movie is expected to premiere on Hulu, still a long way off. There aren't even any details on how similar the plot will be or who may star in it. For now, Selena is only being mentioned as a producer, but I have a feeling she will be in that somewhere. If she's not the lead, she will play, uh, she will co-star in that for sure. But that's something to look forward to coming to Hulu down the road. And if you haven't heard uh, about the new Exorcist trilogy in the works, uh, Ann Dowd has just joined the cast. You might know her from The Leftovers. Handmaid's Tale, the rest of the class cast includes Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, and Ellen Burstein. Uh, Burstein is back revisiting her role as Chris McNeil. The first movie is supposed to have theaters October next year. I'm indifferent on this one. Anybody who knows me knows me well that uh, The Exorcist is my all-time scariest movie. I truly cannot watch it i am like it's the film that gets me it's the one that i watched once and was utterly petrified and then when i was super sick was like well i'll watch it again scary movies don't normally get me i've seen it it probably won't hit the same way hit harder the second time hit harder the second time and i have never watched it again since that's been a decade now, so I, I'm I'm I want to see this because I've seen the original. I have seen all the sequels as well, uh, so I want to see it. And the sequels don't hit as hard as the first one, but I'm I'm scared that this could hit the same way the first film hits. That it could be pure evil on film. Uh, I love Leslie Odom Jr. though. I'm a fan of his, uh, so. Mm, and not to mention uh, our boy uh, David Allen, not David Allen uh, Gear, uh, David Gordon Green uh, is a part of it as well. The Halloween sequels that are currently uh, dominating for Universal and Blumhouse because this is a Blumhouse production as well. So you got you got him on board as well. So yeah, it's going to be good. But yeah, I'm a little... That's a good casting, put it that way. It's got my eye and has me very tempted to see something that's going to scare the ever-living crap out of me. All right, before uh, we wrap this thing up, I want to talk uh, one last thing. Have you ever been enjoying a nice, peaceful walk? Them being rudely interrupted by one Tom Cruise doing Daredevil stumps? Probably not, but that just happened to a couple in the U.K., they said that they were out walking on a mountain. Tom arrived on a helicopter at the top of the mountain to do a paragliding stunt. Uh, Tom apologized to them when he noticed them with their dog. He said, sorry for disturbing your peaceful walk with all the noise. I like your dog. Then he added, see you later, folks. Jumped off the cliff. No word on what he was filming. Probably something for Mission Impossible. But still... <coughs> Could you imagine just a peaceful walk out and all of a sudden there's Tom Cruise getting ready to do one of his daredevil stunts and you're like, hey, hey, Mr. Cruise. I mean, I don't know what I would do, to be truthfully honest with you. I'd 
probably would try to pull out my phone and record it and then post it on the internet and get a cease and desist from Paramount and Tom Cruise's lawyers and all of that. And then I'd be like, well, all I wanted was a photo with you and you had to go and try and kill yourself, Tom. Blech. All right, that'll do it this week. Kind of a short episode, but really the DC news was the big stuff that happened. The Batgirl being unexplicably, for no reason, just taken off of streaming, not put in theaters, and now just forever going to be sitting in the Warner Brothers DC vaults until they finally realize, hey, we should probably release this to the world. All right, until next time, everybody, peace and love.